During the Second World War, there was a poster that could be found all over England, and it simply said this. It was genius. It was simple. Keep calm and carry on. Let's think about how we can do that today in the Someday Arrival podcast. So last time we looked at unconscious bias, how we can jump to conclusions, fill in the gaps uh, and make assumptions about people. And this time we're going to think about unconscious responses, things that happen within our within our body, within our mind, uh, when we get stressed, when we are responding to things that are going on around us that we have no control over. No one gives us a manual, do they, for our brain. Uh, we can look up page 12, we could uh, skip to the next tab and, and just find out exactly what's going on. Why did we say that? Why did we respond like that? Why are we feeling like this? Uh, but there are lots of things that we do know about how our brain works and how we respond in situations, especially stressful situations. Uh, and so I'm going to give you just a little bit of background and then hopefully some really practical uh, tips for ca- keeping calm and carrying on even when the world around us seems to be uh, crashing down because there is hope and we will get through this. So first of all, uh, what happens usually? Well, normally... Uh, When things are happening, uh, normally our decision-making, our judgment, our planning, our rational conscious thoughts um, all happen in the kind of frontal lobe of our brain. It's called the prefrontal cortex or PFC. That's where we make our decisions. This podcast is about having big dreams and working towards those dreams. And it's the prefrontal cortex where we're doing all that hard work, executive function, working out, should we do this or that? Is it going to be better to do this than that? How do we predict the consequences of our actions, of our plans? Um, How do we work towards something we really want to see happen? All of that's happening in the prefrontal cortex. And what happens is when your brain senses a threat, even without you being conscious of it, it switches in to a kind of a danger mode. It perceives a threat, maybe it's heard something, read something, maybe it's been told to stay alert, and it begins to feel unsafe. And what happens is a part of your brain called the amygdala, which is a very primitive part of the brain at the the top of the spinal cord, perceives a danger, and it acts a bit like a security guard. And it says, okay, you're in trouble, I'm sounding the alarm, I'm taking over right now. And you may not even know it's happening. So if a tiger walked into the room right now, Um, you know popped up behind you if you're listening in the car before you could even perceive that threat you would jump or you would freeze you know you've watched a a scary movie you know that sometimes when something happens very suddenly you jump and that is the amygdala firing out the first um, chemical called glutamate and it's the start of the process of getting you ready for action to confront this threat it's hardwired to buy us a bit of time or jump out of the way of the predator. Now, the next thing the amygdala does is to send a distress signal into another part of the brain called the hypothalamus. Now, stay with me here. And that's just above the amygdala, um, kind of middle-ish of the brain. And that's like pushing boost mode. I don't know if you've got a boost mode on your heating, your central heating, but what it does is it activates what's called the sympathetic nervous system response. Uh, And all that means is it starts to overpower the front, more rational thinking part of your brain, that prefrontal cortex, which is why you can't think straight. When you're feeling scared or very worried, 
Have you ever done public speaking and you find you can't even form the words, you're struggling to read, you're, you've been practicing and suddenly everything feels different now? That is the hypothalamus going, right, I'm taking over. We are moving into a state of alert here. You're not going to need to make very clever decisions because all you're going to be doing is running away or fighting. Now, this is great if you're dealing with a tiger, a big, muscly predator. It's not so great if the thing that's causing stress is a traffic jam or even an email. So, what happens to your body? Well, the brain sort of presses the accelerator pedal. It's getting you ready. It's called fight or flight. I'm sure you've heard of that. And that's what it's getting you ready for. It's like when an aeroplane is throttling up to take off from the runway. Everything pushes up to full power really fast. It sharpens your senses. It hones your uh, ability to react. It prepares you for a physical confrontation. So what does that feel like? Well, everything's saying go, go, go. It's boost mode. Sympathetic nervous system is is kicking in. uh, And the adrenaline is released, which makes your pupils dilate. So you literally get narrow vision. It enhances your vision. The fluids in your body... Uh, start to change so you get a cold sweat to cool you down you get a dry mouth i'm sure you've had a dry mouth in a a nervous situation your airways are opening up you need to get more oxygen more power to those muscles your heart rate starts to race and again is this familiar your digestion slows down you're not going to worry about that right now you just need the sugar and that gets released the energy and your bladder relaxes who has needed to go to the loo just before they get on stage or just before they go to a job interview or something Uh, and if the threat persists then our body will keep releasing chemicals so the first one's adrenaline the next one is called the stress hormone and it's cortisol and what that does is sort of jams on this boost mode for much much longer and it's not good for us to stay in this heightened state in top gear full throttle for a long period of time, it, it, it's really not good for our bodies. Uh, it can cause us to gain weight, to be irritable, to get headaches. It can cause us uh, blood pressure issues. And the other thing that keeps us in this state of boost, it, you've got the adrenaline, you've got the cortisol keeping it on, and then dopamine. Um, dopamine is but one of those happy hormones. It's the hormone that's released uh, when we're anticipating something good. And, and what happens is we, it keeps us in a frenetic pace. It keeps us busy, which gives us a hit we're, we're achieving. And that makes it really hard to slow down and to calm down. So what kind of things these days um, send us into boost mode? This uh, sympathetic nervous system response. Well, it could be scrolling the news 24 hours a day. It could be stressful emails or conversations with your boss or a colleague. Maybe it's money worries. Maybe it's, maybe it's a big issue like climate change or something that others might not find stressful, but maybe it's the sports results. Perhaps you're moving house right now. Perhaps you've, you've got a public speaking event coming up. It could be road rage. It could be a deadline. It could be someone you care about is unwell. All of these things can trigger uh, the stress response uh, and they're not solved by fighting or running away in a way that facing a tiger would. In a modern world, we're not spending every day wrestling tigers. We're dealing with much more nuanced and subtle challenges. 
But our body only has this one card to play. Over thousands of years, it's learned how to respond to danger and push the boost button. And life in 2021 keeps on triggering that boost button. Even in moments where actually what you really need is a calm head, careful planning and a good night's sleep. Your nervous system can overreact. And then you bring into this modern complex world a a virus something that's invisible it's in every country it's on every channel every day for months or even years on end now that's stressful and go faster work harder get ready to fight is not going to help with a virus or many of the pressures that we face every day so what can we do to slow down calm down chill out and carry on Thankfully, here's some good news. Our body has another automatic unconscious system. It's called the parasympathetic nervous system. So think of a parachute coming back down to earth and it's known as the rest and digest. So you've heard of the fight and flight. Maybe you haven't heard of rest and digest. It's the break. It helps us to slow down, to gently stop and to be calm. It takes about an hour actually. If you've had a stressful uh, adrenaline response, It takes an hour for that adrenaline to dissipate after it's spiked, unless, of course, something else happens uh, to keep you stressed, Uh, which is why if if you've had a a falling out with someone, an argument with someone, you're going to feel a lot different after about an hour because your body begins to change the way it's functioning. So what happens once the stress um, response starts to dissipate? Well, as the adrenaline subsides, your pupils will go back to normal, your airways will return to normal, your heart begins to slow and calm, your digestion restarts. Um, A couple of chemicals, a couple of hormones that help with that, um, neurochemicals. Melatonin helps you rest and of course sleep, it's the sleep hormone and that's going to be released to help you uh, rest and recover Um, and as the cortisol kind of reduces. And oxytocin, I've talked about this before, this is the, the kind of love hormone, the the safety hormone, the, the calm hormone, and it's going to help you feel safe and calm and connected with others. So if others are with us, listening to us, giving us a hug, reassuring us, or even if we have a pet that we're, uh, that we're stroking and, and holding, that's, that's going to release oxytocin that's going to make us feel calm and going to make us feel safe and soothed. Four really easy ways to remember how you can calm down when you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed by all of the challenges that are around us right now. The first one is simply to breathe. Now I've said this before, I'll say it again, breathing slowly and evenly from your belly is the way you can tell your brain, hey look, this isn't a tiger right now, I've got this covered. It's a relaxation technique. Long breaths in, long breaths out. Imagine you're inflating a balloon right in the base of your belly. And that's going to tell your body you've got this covered and you can, and it can relax and switch over to the parasympathetic system. So the first one is to breathe. The second one is exercise, physical activity. That relieves stress. It helps us return to a restful state and it helps blood flow uh, and breathing as well. So even if it's just a walk, get out of the house. Yeah, there's never a bad time to go for a, a short walk. You know, lunchtime, morning. If you're a bit more sporty, maybe you'll go for a jog 
and that's going to get all that pent up stress out of your body so breathe b e exercise even if it's a daily walk s socialize social support of course being with others not talking about stressful adrenaline spiking subjects is going to calm you and soothe you just laughing with others is um is going to really help you don't underestimate that and then finally t turn off all day long on your phone on tv on radio you are being bombarded by reminders of the things you should be alert and worried about you get news alerts you get notifications whatsapp messages all of these things are triggers that are preventing your body and your brain from feeling like it can begin to calm down and relax again and it gives your amygdala a rest if you turn those things off and you'll be amazed what a difference it makes get off social media for a while get off the news and suddenly you start to feel more human so that's it for today the best way to calm yourself to keep calm and carry on to breathe to exercise to socialize and to turn off i hope you found that helpful and uh, i'll see you next time on the sunday arrival podcast